Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's the ContenderCast with Justin Hahnemann. We're shining a light on bright ideas. And today, oh, if you love animals, if you love dogs, if you love puppies, you're going to love this podcast because I've got Kim Pachati on today and we are going to talk all about her business training canines. Kim, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Oh, not a problem. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I couldn't wait for this one. As soon as I got your information, I went to your website and pulled it up and saw little dogs. I was like, oh, oh definitely. We got to get you on. So, <laughs> of course. So Everybody loves puppies. Oh my gosh. It's so amazing. And uh, I've got three dogs. Uh, one is a purebred lab that we got somewhat as a rescue last two years. One's a mix and then one's a Habanese. So three of them now. can't believe I have three dogs. But um, all right. So let's jump in. So Kim, how did you decide to get into this business back in 2009? Um, actually, it was the economy. I was a professional chef for twenty some years, wow. and I taught down. I taught down at Johnson and Wales College here in Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. And so, basically, the economy kind of tanked, and I had a ten month old mastiff at the time. But we had a black <laughs> a black lab, and our black lab passed away, and our mastiff kind of her. She had a major personality change. She oh, kind wow. of got. Um, she got reserved, she got aggressive, she got just like mad at the world. So I started interviewing trainers and basically every trainer I talked to said she couldn't be helped and to put her down. Well, that wasn't an option for me. It, it just, there just was no option of that doing it. So I figured one day I just kind of got sick of going into the kitchen and having people or they were just like, they didn't want to be there. They didn't want to work. It's kind of like, you know, I'm 50 years old and I look at these kids and they're getting out and they're, they feel the world owes them everything. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I and I just it. said, that, that's it. <laughs> so I, I it. went, I went to school. I did a major just whole shift. You know, like I said, the economy was tanked anyway. So things were just, you know, the food industry was kind of like getting sucked down. And, sure. you know, we specialize in parties and catering and all that kind of stuff like that. So I'm just like, I'm going to go for it. I'm either going to sink or swim, but you know what? And I'm never going to know if I don't try. Wow. And I mean, what an amazing business you built. And and I can't wait to dive into this. So you decide to get into, I'll call it the pet business or the doggy business, dog business. So uh -huh. how, how did you decide that was going to be it? Well, basically because my own dog, oh. uh, be because she needed that. I, I wanted to figure it out. I had no, I couldn't find somebody to help her. So I took it upon myself to figure out how am I going to help her? So I began studying how dogs learn their mind, their research, different dog training techniques, what I should do, what I shouldn't do. Um, went and studied how shelter and rescue dogs learn. I went and actually volunteered at a rescue for over 500 hours. Um, just, uh, you know, learned the whole husbandry, learned the whole, every single thing that I possibly could. Did on-leash on obedience, off-leash obedience. Uh, I mean, I went went to a school. I studied online. I took a, a cognition course at Duke. I mean, I did whatever I possibly could to get as much knowledge as I could. Um, and I found what I found was I I was trying to fix my dog, but you don't fix the dog. You have to figure out how to work with a dog. You have to figure out to adapt to that dog's personality. For example, I mean, like we studied how autistic children learn because dogs are nonverbal. So in learning how their mind works or how they learn things, dogs are very, they're like a light switch. They're either on or off. They don't know the word maybe. They don't know the word possibly. They're not thinking, oh, well, maybe it's going to happen or maybe they, they just don't think that. And we don't, 
we don't communicate to them the way that they learn. And sure. that was what my goal was. Wow. And so <laughs> that's amazing. And these are things nobody thinks about those of us that have dogs, right? So, okay. How did you, so I got it. That's so cool. You decided to focus on the space. And then at, once you, once you did all of the education and training, what got you, your business part started? So how did, how did you start picking up clients or customers? You know, where did you really start from a business perspective? Well, from business perspective, I actually worked with one of the schools that I had went to. They asked me if I would come on as a trainer for them. Got it. So I said, Perfect. yeah, 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 sure. That's, you know, basically I was a subcontractor. It was one of those where we did a 70-30 split and, you know, they would get the clients. I would turn around and go and do it. And um, they would be, we go into people's homes, you know, have dogs, sure. people that already had dogs. I hated it. I absolutely <laughs> hated it. It was terrible because it was one of those where you you kind of hear every single excuse in the book why people's dogs do what they do <laughs> but really the the whole thing is people people it's our responsibility let's put it that way it's our sure. responsibility for the way our dogs act our dogs act because we made them act that way whatever we've done whether it be good or bad is the way that your dog is going to act. So from a business standpoint, I did this from, I think I did it for like three months with them. And I just went to, and I even signed a two-year contract and I went and I said, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Right. So, so basically from then I started trying, my whole, I went, uh, went into puppies. I went right. into, um, because I, the problem was it all stepped back to doing the volunteer work. All I kept seeing come into the rescues were purebred dogs. They come in six to nine months old. You know, you've got your golden retrievers, you've sure. got your labs coming in. And I'm like, people not, I mean, not that other dogs didn't come in, but it's just like people pay good money for these dogs and they're turning them over always around that same age. And why was that? Because the, the dog hit the teenage year. The, I mean, you think about it. The dogs come in. They're the cute puppies. And, oh, we love them. And then blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and everybody everybody thinks that their dog is potty trained. Like, I have the smartest <laughs> dog. And the dog's potty trained by the time they're eight weeks old. Right. But what, what they don't realize is a dog physically cannot control its bladder until it's about five to six months old. It can't be potty trained. There's no way it's absolutely potty trained ever, ever, ever. What you have is very good due diligent owners that make people believe that their dog is potty trained. But nonetheless, that's one of the reasons. So say, for example, they get their dog, the dog's peeing in the house. They say, well, hey, we're right. going to keep the dog outside now. So now they're Ugh, keeping the dog outside worse. more. Yep. Well, then the dog starts barking and the neighbors complain. So then the dog ends up in the basement. Now, well, guess what? Now the dog's crazy because it's been stuck in a basement or room all day. You go and it's uh, jumping all over you, peeing all over the floor. And people are just like, I can't deal with that it. That makes me sad. But, but you know what? They caused it. Because if they only would have worked with that dog in the beginning, because the the number one reason for a failure in potty training is by giving a dog too much freedom wow. too soon. Wow. So they controlled, they basically did that. So for me, I was like, this has got to be an education to dog owners more so than anything, because we need to tell people and I need to un understand how the dog's mind works, how the puppies work, how, sure. what it is. For example, I mean, this is going to sound really gross and it is gross, <laughs> but when, when puppies are little, yep. the mom, ha the mom has to stimulate them to go to the bathroom. So sure. she eats, eats the poop <gasps> oh. and yeah. So the mom will eat the poop. And what I had was a litter at three and a half weeks old right. that every single puppy in that litter was going around eating each other's poop. <laughs> now everybody is like, Oh my God, that's so disgusting. But for me, I was ecstatic because 
What that told me, first of all, now remember, the puppies don't even open their eyes until they're 14 days old, okay? They, they, they cannot hear until they're 21 days old. I've got puppies that are 24, 25 days old that they actually learned a behavior. It, eating the poop is a learned behavior that they saw mom do it. And ah, guess what we did? We imitated mom. That's why they do that? So wow. mom is the reason that that is inbred in dogs that eat poop. Wow. I had and no people idea. Will gi- people will give you, oh, they're this deficient here. Right. This, there's something this, wrong with their digestive, wrong, blah, blah, exactly. blah. Yeah, all that. You'll hear all the, all the things. So what that taught us is we actually train our dogs by having them watch television. So, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Okay. By, because of just of what I just told you. They learn by imitation. Sure. So what we did was we took videos of dogs sitting them, themselves, puppies sitting, laying, standing, here, walking. We do a 60-second video. We put them in front of the television. They watch themselves or like other dogs, basically, is what it is, like the litters of other puppies sitting, standing, laying, and we say it on the television with it. We can have have four-week-old puppies because we start this at four weeks. We can have four-week-old puppies, only two sessions. We can say the word sitting and the dog will sit. (laughs) Well, and you've, you've launched this program called the Empowered puppy program epp so tell me about the program and how it works and you know what's what's all part of the program well basically that is just the overall program and system itself that we had um we had it trademarked and patented and so forth because it's it's one of those where uh, it's it's a combination of everything we do aqua conditioning we use water therapy with them we do puppy yoga uh we are very big on nutrition we do, um, we even have a, a cooking show uh, that we cook <laughs> meals for because I was a professional chef, you know what I mean? Right. So I kind of combined the two. So we have a healthy dog eats with Dr. Cause. He's one of our Bernie's Mountain Dogs. And we wow. do that, a weekly show on YouTube with that. Um, so w- it's basically everything. It's the way that we train the dogs because what we do is we're not a breeder. We buy the, I get the litters from the breeder when the puppies are 10 days old. I bring them here to our facility with their mom and the mom helps us train. Uh, I keep the mom until eight weeks and then the, the mom goes back to the breeder and then we sell the puppies at 13 and 15 weeks. So we've done dogs like for Homeland Security. We've done dogs for people that have diabetes. We've done dogs for, you know, pet dogs, all different kinds of things. So it's really just, I mean, and we've had a, a very high repetitive repeat customer, um, so we're constantly getting people coming back for their second dog. So I see uh, as part of the program, you do aquatic conditioning, canine mm-hmm. massage, and puppy mm-hmm. yoga. So tell me what yes. those are. Well, basically, the, um, the aquatic conditioning is we have a hot tub for them. Uh, we have a pool for them. Wow. Uh, we, we start them when they are two weeks. Um, excuse me a second. I need to, somebody, I don't want to disconnect you here. Somebody keeps trying to be in on me. I apologize. That's okay. I didn't know if it was cutting off. That's okay. Uh, we'll we, cut that part we, out. Don't worry. We start, <laughs> we start at um, two weeks old and we start placing them in water. Basically we use it to train temperament because you know how like water can be very relaxing. Like if you get in a hot bath or Absolutely. something like that. But water can also be very tense for a puppy. So what we have to do is we have to we find out our puppies. You have two different types of puppies. You have calm puppies and you have confident puppies. So our confident puppies, we have to teach to be calm. And our, and our calm puppies, we have to teach to be confident. So it's basically a lot of, for example, you wouldn't know what 
hot was if you didn't know what cold was. That's how dogs learn. They learn on the opposite. So if we're doing our puppy massage and the dog is very calm and easy, we're going to name that. Oh, good, calm or good, easy or whichever. If the dog is alert, we're going to name that. So now if I, you know, a week later, if I tell my dog, hey, I need you to lay down and be easy. They know what the feeling feels like. How do you, how do you tell your dog to do something when they don't know what the feeling is? Yeah, no question. I totally agree. That's really interesting. Well, and and on top of that, you guys just launched a new book called A Puppy's Perspective, 101 Puppy Training Tips You Need to Know. So I know we can't go through all 101 on the podcast today, but pick out like two or three of the most interesting that our listeners would go, really? Like, I'm surprised. Tell me, tell me well, two or three. <laughs> um, well, one would be that you need to talk to your dog in plural words. For, <gasps> okay, give for me an th- example. For example, we train our dogs sitting, laying, waiting. Um, here, we do hear that is a, but we do hear in a process where they have to touch our two fingers and then they automatically sit from there. But if you teach a dog in plural words, they learn 50% faster. Versus sit or yes. lie down yes. or lay. Yes. Because wow. basically, basically what it is, is you become sing-songy. So you're now... Come here and sit. Come here and sit. Yeah, exactly. Let's so lay you're down. Like, you're <laughs> Not that I ever and, do and that. Not that I well, do that every day with my three dogs or anything. Well, there it is. And that's... <laughs> exactly. and that's that's really what it is. You know, it's, it's one of those types of deals that, that you're able to be able to do that. You know, like I said, we're shaping that temperament. Uh, we're going through it. We're trying to get them to understand and to relate on their way. I mean, the biggest thing that people do is they're not instructional, you know, uh, there, there's just, they're not, they expect their dog, they'll open the door, they know their dog jumps and then they'll yell at that dog for jumping on the person instead of turning to that dog and saying, Hey, I need to see you sitting, please. You know, so it's very, you know, it's very, very different. You know, if you're training your dog, I mean, a lot of dogs, you know, people, then they get them as puppies between eight and 11 weeks is the highest fear period of every time. The highest fear period. Interesting. Of any any puppy. So what happens is you bring that puppy home and the puppy's whining and crying because it's just left its litter mate. So it doesn't know what's going on. So you cuddle the dog yet you, and oh honey, it's okay. Well, what you're doing is you're reinforcing that fear in the dog. So now, depending on what his environment's going on, by coddling the dog, oh, the dog hears thunder. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And you're like, oh, it's okay. It'll be okay. Well, what you did, it's just like if you had butterflies in your stomach and I said, hey, it's okay, Jason. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Right. The dog takes that as he's supposed to feel that way. Ah, interesting. So you want to make sure that you don't coddle them because they have to be able to do these things on their own. They have to, you know, they have to be able to handle it. They've got to be able to, you know, do those types of things. You know, like I said, the number one reason people train potty training fails is they give the dog too much freedom. You know, they let the dog roam around the house and and just go with what, you know, whatever may be. You know, they think there's this rule that, oh, dogs can go to the bathroom or you're supposed to keep a dog for uh, like their age plus one month. But like I said, the dogs don't have any control of their bladder. So how does that even apply? Sure. You know, so the dogs, the dogs, if you look at the dog straight on, they don't see the center of your face. What do they They see? They, they see your two eyes because of the way that their eyes are. Their peripheral vision is 280 degrees. Ours is 170. So when you're looking at a dog straight face forward, right. basically they miss out your nose completely on your face. They see the corners of your eyes and that's it. Oh, so no. that's why you need to approach a dog from the side. You know, so that's why people go to reach over the top of the dog's head to pet it. Right. A lot of times dogs will jump back and flinch right. because 
it's kind of like they don't see your hand coming until the last minute. Exactly. So, you know, it's little things like that. Well, you you guys use a number of products for your training. And you you, you were telling me earlier about your cognition and fitness kits. Tell me what those are all about and, and how those apply to your training. Well, basically, we teach dogs how to read. We can, we've got 13 week old, 17 week old puppies that we can hold up a flashcard. To read? And say, to read. I can hold up a flashcard and I can say sitting, standing, laying, and the dog will do it. Wow. We teach, we, we teach the dogs um, the names of items, but we teach it in Italian. Um, and the reason that we teach it in Italian is because it's two syllables. Like we teach them this is a dish, which is piatto, uh, this, this is a bucket, this is secchio. And this is a bone, which is also. So now I've, cre- it, it didn't sound right saying bony or dishy or, or buckety. Or, <laughs> Where's you know your bony? So, Let's get your little so, dishy. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that's why we went for the Italian. Hence I'm Italian. So it, it kind so of. So then fits, do you the know, people that it. adopt the dogs have to learn Italian? No, it's just, it's just a matter of what it's, you, do you want something two syllable? You can call it whatever right, it is that you right. want, but on our cognition kit, basically it comes with a DVD and it teaches, it goes a little bit about the fitness. It tells you how to teach what we call like me, which is basically imitating what we do. Uh, for, exa- for example, I can take a cup down and I can put a cup on the floor and I can tip it over and I can, you know, stand it back up and tell the puppy like me and the puppy will take its paw and tip it over and they will obviously can't stand it back up, but it's one of those where yeah, I can ring a call bell and I can say like me and the dog will come over and ring the call bell. Or I can take, we have a game that we make that um, they have a ball and we can, we drop it down like the hole in the, in the, you know, in the game or whatever. And we can tell the dog like me, the dog will go over, get the ball and do it. But see, not all dogs will do that. And not all dogs can read. This all goes back to what goes into our personality testing that we do on the day we get the dogs as well. We have a personality kit where we use essential oils to determine the dog's learning capability, focus capability, and socialization capability. So by the time they are 21 days old, I can tell if I've got a routine learner, if I've got a dog that's timid to sound, if I've got a dog that's going to be highly distracted. And then I train to that dog's personality. So say I have a dog that is highly distracted um, because the environmental sense point, pointed to me that, you know, they're distracted by pine, they're distracted by, you know, grass, rain, all those kinds of things. Why would I take that dog outside and try to teach him how to walk on a leash? Because they're not going to get it. I'm going to teach him inside where those distractions aren't there. So I know this ahead of time. So it's all a matter of we just have pieces and that's what I said. And basically our program is all of this combined. That's really, really cool. Yeah. And you, you guys can check this all out on their website, trainingcanines.com. Kim, this is so amazing. And so as you've grown the business, I'm sure there's been, you know, one or two big lessons learned or mistakes and things you've had to adjust to and whatnot. What would be a couple of those you'd share with our audience that, you know, for others that are out there starting businesses and, and yours is happens to be in the puppy space, but I, what, what are some of those lessons learned? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I've been an entrepreneur since I've been 23 years old. I started my first company. Um, it was an event planning business. Uh, we lived in Ohio at the time. And I have been probably every different food business. I had a bakery. Like I said, I, I was a professional chef. I basically taught myself to be a chef because I couldn't find the right people to help. And I guess that is probably always the biggest challenge. And that's probably my biggest downfall is I'm not very good at delegating because a lot of times it's just easier for me to do it for my myself. Um, and it's one of those where you really need to to take your talents, but to take the talents of the people that 
you hire and that work with you and they're on their team and trust them and let them go with it. I have a wonderful girl that works with me and I, I mean, I thank God every day for her. Um, but it was funny because I, when I was hiring people, um, I was looking for other people to help me train the puppies. Uh, because I mean, there's, it's, there's some points in time where we may have 20 puppies here that all need to be trained. And so I had hired a girl that who was a trainer and I hired a girl that wasn't a trainer. And I learned at that point in time, I will never hire somebody that that is already a trainer sure. because they have their ways, we, right? They, they have, have their, their ways. Exactly. And, and a lot of times, I guess I want to tell people is don't be afraid to take a chance on the people that if you've got a good feeling about somebody, trust your gut, even if they don't know it all, it's so much nicer to have somebody that works with you and wants to learn and is excited about what you do. Um, like I said, the girl that works for me is absolutely fantastic. And I love it because I can get excited about something that we found or she can get excited and you feed off their energy. And there's nothing that makes it better than being, oh my God, did you see that dog that did that? Or did you see what we were able to do or those types of things? And, and you can really take that really with any industry because you have to have passion for what you're doing because if you don't have the passion, don't do it. No I, always told my, I, I always told my kids that whatever you would do for free, that's right. what you need to do for a living. I love because it. then, love it. because then, then anything you do is going to just have one hundred percent of your heart and soul. That is like the best advice of all time. I think <laughs> I have to you put know? that at the top of all my podcasts. That's what, it is so I mean, valuable really? and so true. But so many people aren't doing what they're passionate about, Kim. No, and 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 that's because we're you know we're here we're here one time we're here one time. So what would you do for free? What would you love to do? What would what would make you like? so, so happy. And I'm not talking money because money isn't everything. Money's great, you know, and it, it, we all have to have it and it's all whatever, but you know what? Make a difference. Do something that you can, that you can put your head on the pillow at night and just be like, you know what? I made that person happy or I did something that, that made. So that person, we had one lady who, um, it was just crazy. She had gotten one of our dogs and she was a diabetic and she came all the way from Canada to get the dog and they drove back and Rosie saved her life four times on the way home. Wow. Amazing. You know, and it just, it, I mean, it just, and that was only two weeks of working with that dog. And it just was because we taught the dog how to scent when the dog was a puppy, you know? So it's just all different kinds of things that you really, really can, you just have to put forth what you feel love for. That's really what it is. Well, this has been awesome, Kim. Tell our listening audience where they can find you, how they can learn about your program, how they can get your materials and your kits and whatnot. We have actually a bunch of different websites. We have. <laughs> I know. We have, oh, okay. We have our trainingcanines.com website. And that basically you'll be able to see all our puppies um, that we have because we aren't funded. So we do sell the puppies. Uh, so we basically we get the litter, we train the litter, and then we sell trained puppies. Uh, you'll be able to find that. We have empoweredpuppy.com. And what that is where you'll find um, information for breeders, other trainers. Uh, we've got a video on demand system up there that you can see exactly how we do things. Uh, we That's where you can get the cognition kits, our personality tests, uh, our book. You can We have a link from our book there to Amazon and so forth. Uh, then we have Empowered Puppy School, which is actually an online puppy school that you can take wow, with your puppy. that's the cool. Day, 
the day you bring your puppy home, you start training your puppy um, in your own house. You don't have to go to group classes because group classes are not the place to go to take a dog. Oh, that's probably, that's a subject for another podcast. I have got questions exactly. on that one. <laughs> and then our last one is empoweredpups.com, which is where we have our two web series programs that we produce, the Healthy Eats or yeah, Healthy Eats with Dr. Paz. Um, <laughs> we've been doing that since June. And we make, I mean, we made, yesterday we made gingerbread men. Wow. Um, cookies. We made the cookies. We made, you know, turkey. Dish. We had a Thanksgiving dinner. We did. And this is all foods that are healthy that you can eat and the dogs can eat because oh. they're, cancer, they're, they're cancer fighting foods. It's basically sharing a meal with your dog. Wow. It's not just for, I mean, it's not just for dogs. It's for, it's for us as well. And through that, we give great tips on training. We like, you know, next week we'll talk about a holiday gift guide for, you know, like you can get pets and people, but it's all Everything dogs is what we talk about. Uh, we sure. talk about different things as obesity problems or different. Just we kind of go through whatever whatever is kind of going on at the time. We just we just roll with it. Awesome. And then we have then we have our empowered pups program, <laughs> uh, which that is the uh, the one on the training that we basically take you the whole seven episodes takes you through day one of us training all the way through the day that they leave at, at twelve or thirteen weeks. Um, so that's a, that's a whole nother series in itself. That is very and cool. And then we have our book. So. <laughs> you only got a few things going. I love it. Yeah. I you know, it. so do what you're passionate about. Well, Hey, Kim, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I love what you guys are doing. Um, you know, so many of us that are dog owners or future dog owners can, can leverage you and your skills and your talents and your team. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, not a problem. You have a great holiday season and best wishes and tell all those new puppy owners, if you're getting a puppy at Christmas, you need to go get a puppy's perspective, 101 puppy training tips that you need to know. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to read all of them and then see all the things that I have done wrong. (laughs) That, that, don't say that. Don't say that. Kim, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Have a great day. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.